Good morning, everyone. I don't know about you, but when I'm putting in work, I need a good coffee break to help get me through the rest of my daily adventure. This is Coffee Break, a bi-weekly recap episode getting into the heads of players and the characters discussing what they just encountered the previous week. Sit back, sip some good brew, and enjoy. Welcome to Coffee Break. I'm Josh, the host, and let's go around and just say who all's here. Let's go right. Hey, it's Scott, also known as Finn. Joshua Caledon. This is Thomas Iceberg. Derek Blake. Uh, me, uh, Anthony, the DM. And I play everyone you all <laughs> so, don't yeah, play. I play, <laughs> I play everyone you don't play. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're going to talk about episode nine. Let's see. My general recap, and please help me out here, is you guys had a battle, mm-hmm. an aberration. Mm-hmm. And you guys spent some time in the town. Mm-hmm. I won't label that. Um, <laughs> and then you guys uh, had a little trip on the way to Quilroth. Mm-hmm. And you ended mm-hmm. about to go into Quilroth. Yep. Encountering some people on the road, mm-hmm. such as a person who recognized you guys and some Perfect. misbehaved children. Misbehaved children. Man, that recap was spot Pretty spot solid. On. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Uh, I strive for excellence. Met a dude named Igor. Igor? Igor. Igor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I-G-O-R. Igor. Um, right. I was thinking Ebor the whole time. Ebor. <laughs> I found this like Ukrainian guy on YouTube. Uh-huh. He does like free workouts. His name's Igor. What's your <laughs> dial? That was the oh, okay. name inspiration. What's his at? Maybe he'll sponsor us. Yeah. I doubt it. But I, I do love his English. It's like, you are... No, it's, you are... A B no, you are beast or something like like. Is you, he, you, know, you are beast or something. Yeah, just, I love yeah, the trend, you know. We just lost the sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, never Ooh, mind. They didn't mention me. me. I am oh, beast. Uh, I feel like we should just talk about Igor right now. He's it's you, out of order, but so Igor, he <laughs> recognized you guys, right? So that happened a little later, though. So that was after uh-huh. we had the whole battle. You want me to talk the about the battle town. first? Probably, yeah, let's, let's talk go about in order. Okay, yeah. okay. So yeah. Whoa. 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 Dude, Whoa. I like it. Also, that like didn't it. happen first. So battle. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, is this the first time you guys have encountered uh, uh, aberration that came from the first field? Like encountered, yes. Yeah. Seen, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first time we got to fight one. Yeah. Like the effect of what happened and that, you know. Freaking bats. Yeah. <laughs> Coming off its body. Jeez Louise. How was that battle for you guys? I I thought it was great because we had a bunch of buildings. <clears throat> so mm. you stick a flying creature in a town with buildings, then. Yeah. That worked out well. Yeah, I think it, I think it, um. I think Finn in, enjoyed the fact that he actually had some places that he could go and, and get cover and hide and, and try to use sneak attack. So I think for Finn, fighting, even though fighting's not a strong suit, it, it was a, a well... Uh, he liked the, the area, the layout. Yeah, for, for Blake, I don't think Blake really was involved in the battle too much. I mean, he was casually walking up when he mm-hmm. saw Berg fighting the thing and he's like that's fun maybe the thing will take care of bird for me <laughs> but then when it started attacking erdo blake had some uh had to run up he rushed in tried to I'm, rush in and help yeah i'm struggling a little bit running battles with like um ill-prepared um parties kind of, well it's just the last several battles have been like um 
like you think of breaking down the door or like letting Matt go and like so everybody was on high alert. Um, I don't know. There's just been a couple where it's like and then Berg running up by himself with Finn. I'm like, oh, this is like a really heavy hitting monster like against just Berg and a hidden Finn. Like I see. There, there was a plan. Like I, I'm struggling. <laughs> What'd you say? There was a plan. It just didn't work. Right? The plan was to ground him. The, so <laughs> Berg... Uh, his thought was he was going to earth bind the creature, which it ended up working, even though the spell didn't work. The, <laughs> the actual effect you did work. There, he's Me being on the ground, on the ground <laughs> with, yeah. next to the guy, trying to talk to him, and then having hope. It would have been nice if Fen would have used one of his flame arrows before I lost concentration on it, but whatever. Mm. Um, having the sneak attack from that, and then having Blake snipering from however far away. I wasn't sure if that was going to happen, I figured, but, you know. I thought that was going to be enough. Just me being in melee, keeping trying to keep concentration, having arrows coming in, and then just be sh- or wild shaping. I thought that could have worked, but I died. To your point, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was a plan Thomas thought in his head by himself and the, did it. As the party's talking about, should we do this? Should we save the townspeople? Should we help this town? I don't know, and making like snarky comments about maybe the beast lives in this town and the townspeople are invading it. Mm. Yeah, we, gotta, we had to get to the bottom of it. Yes. Yes. You got to talk out what's going on yes. first. Yeah, you got to talk about it with was, everybody. It was very Bergian of you guys. As humans yeah. are being Kiddity. flown How? out of this How? But the reality is, if if, uh, if let's beast town, let's say you guys ran forward and we didn't. I think that's that's so one. That wasn't super thought out, so you're right. They, you know, Berg ran forward. If we didn't go with you, you're dead. If, you know, eventually you walk forward a little bit, you go with him, which I don't think your intention was to actually go with him. It was to, like, hang back, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I was correctly. just fo- wanted to follow. Sneak into the city and, and see some clothes. Yeah. Totally. And then, but if Erdo But I thought and, people were going to come, too. Like, I didn't expect that it would just be me and Berg in the city. Like, I thought that more people would come. Well, once you went, <laughs> then it was like, crap. I guess we're I think this. if Berg went by himself, I don't know what would... Well, that was the thing. I didn't want Berg <laughs> to died. go by himself. Right. I was like, why is Berg going? And I was like, let me follow him from afar, and, and I can provide whatever help I can yeah. provide. <laughs> it's hard, too, little. because I'm okay with character death, but, like, good character death. Not, like, didn't think this battle through, mm-hmm. so I put myself in danger, but... You know, I'm, I don't want to like fudge the dice rolls on that. Like, if if one person runs into a battle against, I think this was like a CR nine or ten or something monster, um, a level six character, one level six character against a level like a CR nine or ten or whatever it was, um, not gonna go well. If we do Nicolandria, I see that, yeah. Because oh, and I don't be... want him to die. But it is if he's gonna die, is, yeah. If he's gonna die, I want it to be like a really cool, like Arugula's death was a really cool death, mm-hmm. great story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I can't not stop just like kind of a quick decision of a rush in of you totally. Know. Well, you're prepping as if the party is working together. That's that is my so assumption if, every time. If a decision is made where it's not with the party, mm-hmm. that's on us. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like you've got to you can't you can't make that assumption. You know, yeah. do you guys remember what how he was voicing as we were having the conversation? How Anthony was voicing over like what was happening, and as you guys are talking, the creatures like coming down, killing people, chaos. That's the other thing too. Is like, I always want you're to trying like, to push the 
push the urgency of making the decision. It's not necessarily. We could also still have gone around the city. That wasn't on our mission. That's true. That was not our goal. Our goal was to get the quilt rot. This is a little bit out of the way to go save the city. Which Berg has said in his past, he's broken up fights between dogs or whatever it is, and realized that he broke up the wrong side of the fight. So it's like maybe we should like think through this. Like let's what's going on here? Let's scout it out, and then decide if we want to go in. It was never you just went in solo mm-hmm. to go talk to the the being. That is a yeah, hard. I, that is a hard moment where I'm like, I you guys are chatting, and I want to make sure that you understand the. Yeah, and and maybe some of this is my doing, like, but it's intentional. Like, if you guys are just kind of like sitting there watching something happen, I want you to know, like, what you're watching is like people getting mutilated. So, make a quick decision because this is a high intense moment. I think that could maybe be lost in like Mm -hmm. the way D and D is kind of crafted and handled. As you, the DM says, there's this crazy thing happening, like just a football field away or whatever, and and then the players are. Like, oh, let's talk about it for five minutes. But if the DM doesn't, like, interject and say, oh, another house just went on fire, you know, th- there's no, yeah, urgency. Yeah, there's a no growing word. sense of urgency. Intensity, yeah. So what were you going to say, Scott? Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I I think, you know, had, had uh, Berg not gone in and Finn not walked towards it and the group kept talking, like, I, I think it would have got to a point where, you know, my point, seeing that, I would want to go in and, and – and see if we could help that the town, um, and and try to convince the group to do so. So, but but to your point, yeah, we were just kind of waiting too long about to, to decide and, and thinking about going around it. And it's like, and Burke's also realized that the group doesn't necessarily listen to anything he says, so he's just gonna do stuff. <laughs> That's good. The circle. That's gonna be good. <laughs> It's gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to, you know, value innocent life. Let's stay tuned for innocent life. Did you say that one time? Yeah. One yeah. Of yeah. 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 Maybe. Yeah. Stay tuned for innocent life. And here we are, four episodes later. Okay, innocent so life. you guys did eventually kill this aberration, and uh, we saved Berg's life too. You did. Let's let us let the record note. Let the record note. Yes. Who did, by the way? You did. Erdo. You 100% did. What do you mean? Just by You were on top of this. You were like, I'm going to go up and dodge. I'm like, fucking Anthony. Just step on his face. And his, <laughs> Well, in his defense, there's arrows coming in at this creature. So he's probably going to, okay, where are the other attackers? Let me kill them and then come back to whatever my meal is. But. That's a very thought out thought process for a big aberration slash monster. <laughs> arrows hitting him and being like, hey, I don't want to get hit by arrows. I don't know. That feels like a natural response. Yeah, maybe. I just never have seen a an or listened to in all the sessions I've listened to DMs or D and D seen a big monster take the dodge action. So I was like, that's weird. You've said you've never seen that. Never. I, seen I, that. I don't know. No, yeah. I haven't listened. I to liked it. it. I hated it because my first roll was a natural twenty. I was like, "Fuck me, dude!" Mm. <laughs> Followed by a two. Uh oh. <laughs> so if you take the dodge action, every then... attack against it till its next turn gets a disadvantage. Hashtag it worked. Monk shit. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. monk shit. Mm-hmm. Like like rogues can hide it. as a bonus action. Monks can <laughs> use one of their key points or something mm-hmm. to use dodge. Mm-hmm. So dodge isn't available to everyone. It is. It is. Oh, it it's is. if you don't attack at all. Yeah. You can dodge. 
or disengage. Gotcha. Yeah, there's like 10 or so actions that you can take other than attacking and casting a spell. Mm -hmm. So like the help action, disengage, the dodge, sprint, or um, is it sprint? Yeah, mm -hmm. dash. Yeah, dash. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I think I was grateful because it did put you in the air. Like it put you away from Berg mm -hmm. in the moment. So, and Berg would have died if you had done what a monster does and just started... <laughs> Just step on his face or something. So. <laughs> yeah, dude, do, that again, do that again. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I was trying to think through, like, the intelligence of certain things. Like, if you're fighting a human and they see another human go unconscious, they know that it's unconscious and would probably double tap. But something like that, you know, ripping you apart, sees something laying on the ground, passing out. I don't know that it would think, oh, probably just going unconscious and has three death saves you know, to, you know, he would just, it's mutilated. It's laying on the ground, mm -hmm. probably, you yeah. know. Play dead, play dead, Berg. That one thing that uh, Erdo did was dope. Uh, it really helped with oh, the Divinity. bats twice. Yes. Yeah. Like just. Yeah, they all exploded. Yeah. That was cool. They also, it's funny too, because they all succeeded, but they took half damage, which was, but what, they were one hit point or? They're very the low. Bats. Yeah, very yeah. low. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Dope. Yeah. So y'all succeeded in that battle. Anything else you guys want to say about the battle? I liked it. That yeah, was fun. it was a good battle. It was a good battle. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. Um... Yeah, I don't know how. I I liked that. I liked how it turned out because there was that element of like we have somebody dead. We need to save them. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we would have had that if we would have <laughs> all like gone in and tactfully, tactfully, uh, attacked that guy with all the buildings that were around. Like you said, I, I think we could have handled our business. Um, as a party, if we would work together, um, yeah, working separate led the. Um, yeah, I think there's certain like bonuses that you guys could get if you. <clears throat> this is metagaming from a DM a little bit, but I think that there's ways that you guys could say like, we need to do this. Like first move, Berg, you know, wild shape, get right in front of the enemy so that Finn can always get sneak attack. Second, we need to do that. You know, like there's, mm -hmm. I think there's ways well, to like stack sure. your characters. Do so we play? We just haven't had any tactical like. This is like one of the battles where we could have like prepped what we were gonna do mm -hmm. on the way up. We had mm -hmm. six hundred feet to go. Yeah, yeah. And we still didn't do that. Like, yeah. there's we've haven't had a time where we sat down. And you guys almost out a need plan. like a playbook in football where you're like, we're running the something something play or whatever, and so everybody just knows. All right, that means. You do this, you do this, you do yeah. this. Or yeah. this time yeah. we're running this play, and that means, like, you do this, you do this, you do this. You we, know? I was confused. We <laughs> talked about this back when uh, the battle with Real Seam, and we did it then, but I th didn't. I don't remember if this is how we play it. Um, uh, what's it called when somebody else – you get advantage when somebody else is on the other flanking, side. Like, and we don't do that. Flanking. Oh, yeah. We don't yeah, do flanking? No flanking, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, um, but we, just, we just need to kind of – prep out i think the hard thing about that so if you say okay we're going to plan out a battle right <clears throat> we're going to plan out how to kill some other thing and berg's involved in that conversation i don't know if we even can prep that like how do we prep how to oh, that's interesting uh, kill something as a team working together well if well, you think... say if you tell it if you phrase it as hey berg if we have to fight right because he, he is fighting or there are times when he does fight mm -hmm. if we have to fight can you do this you know yeah also like taking the attack action is a very 
you know, don't see that as Berg's only, he could be support. I think mm -hmm. Berg yeah. values you guys being alive. So you could say, hey, Berg, could you go up and be a meat shield, which that's helping you guys, or, or like cast really great spells to help us do better or mm, to keep like us safe. Slow or, yeah, yeah, cast low or give us some shield or mm. I don't know what's at your disposal. Did that terrain. That, Spike growth. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, like, so if the only thing is Berg, you have to kill that thing with us, then yeah, maybe that's not super exciting to Berg, but there's more creativity. Or, but he, yeah. he or just having that. like or a good reason them. to kill the thing, like a valuable like thought out reason that, that yes this is why this thing should die and he agrees with it but you're disvaluing that thing's life by killing it that's the conundrum of your whole thought process is like yeah well, you know you're assuming people, but you're, this guy also and, has a life that's worth value yeah you're assuming that it's made the it's made its choice of something. So just show that Berg, show to Berg that the the thing has made a choice that justifies killing it. Like, would that aberration have been something that needed? That wasn't something that needed to be justified to Berg, right? Like you no, saw, he was because you had like, humans, see it, yeah. And but it's like more of like when we encounter people that are someone that hasn't, that maybe you don't have record of like doing anything, and we might know, you know, whatever history about it, mm -hmm. just like letting. Bert, Bert, no. Yeah, yeah. Bert, the things that Berg is like going to immediately jump to is any sort of like massacre. That could be military related massacre. That could be like a monster related massacre. Like anyone who's the whole intent of what they're doing is just to like just kill people or kill things. Then he's like going to try and stop that and kill that other person. If they're just trying <laughs> to like kill to eat or to, you know. If there's, there might be some justification or reasoning behind what, what if they're, they're doing. killing a human to eat, mm. try and save the human, <laughs> but I might not kill the animal. Here's a, here's what I'll say. I have, you know, we play two on one off and with this one off break, I've been trying to think through, like, I, I think I went on a walk yesterday and I, I want to like level up my combat mm. and just think through like, I, I think, I think D and D combat where it's like, um, party kill this thing mm -hmm. that's boring mm -hmm. like you got to bring some variety to your combat and have yeah. some other nuances whether it's like environmental or it's situational or you know whatever um and so i've been thinking through that so i'll just say i personally i'm trying to think through how can i bring more variety to our combat so does that mean harder is that what you're saying um it just means more variety mm -hmm. it, it, sounds mean, like... it means like i'm putting myself on the hook that i just i don't want your all of your battles to just be Turn, uh, turn, party, turn, kill turn, that turn. thing. Mm -hmm. It's. I want it to be more um, nuanced. I mm -hmm. want more nuanced battle. Mm -hmm. um, so I've, I've just been. I've been trying to think through that. So that's cool. good. I look forward to that. Yeah, for I sure. think in times when I've been a player, uh, I've wanted like battle to exercise more than just my, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. ability to kill a thing. So mm -hmm. not me. That's good. <laughs> as the fighter in the group says uh, what else what else I, is there good guys? for one I thing I don't know what else you guys are talking about um, okay so post battle because there is life after the battle um, fortunately yes um, so you guys were in that town for a while uh, how do you guys how was that for you uh, the L word got thrown around uh, looting that is mm. um yeah, I don't know. I, it didn't go how I expected, and it seemed to me that let's there were some the in the room. surprises from around the party. <laughs> let's yeah, let's just talk about that for a sec. 
it was easy for me. I didn't have to talk. I just stayed as a caribou and walked around. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> and, that's like, what that was about. There you yeah, go. And hey, you guys should all be thankful because there wasn't a lot of arguing about what was going on. So, <laughs> Yeah, no, it was good. No one was going to see me anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought Erdo going to try to find the mayor was great. That was awesome. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> One of his lessons he's learned from the party. Yeah, for anybody listening that doesn't know that, um, before we started this podcast, in our first story arc, uh, the party went to a town called Stonewood where um, you guys weren't well received. Um, Very quickly. Right, right out of the gate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I won't say why because you guys never found out why, but. Your response was to leave town. Blake turned around and shot the mayor in the face <laughs> um, as your goodbye. And so uh, Erdo, you know, being very early in his year of knowing and learning the world and culture, interpreted from that, oh, when you go to a new town, you find the mayor and kill him. Kill the mayor, yeah. So that was why Erdo was insistent on finding the mayor. That was, that was pretty good. Yeah, so, I like that. So that was, keep going. That was yeah. a great throwback to that. And then so good. finding some ale and cigars was cool. Yeah. So Yeah. yeah. Cool. That was very nice. You guys had a nice place to stay as well. Helped an old lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, I don't know. I don't think anybody <laughs> in the party knows what Caledon was up to the whole time. So yeah, maybe he can speak on that. He was like, uh, it seemed to me like on a little he bit of a self, like a quest to understand something about himself. Mm-hmm. We're and we are we are keeping the the gold for the barkeeper. That's to, right. To give it back to him to help mm-hmm. him rebuild his shop. So. That's, that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, too. you guys just do <laughs> gooding very, all around. A lot of integrity. Nope. Yeah. So that nope. happened. That happened. Nope. Is there anything that's else you guys want to say about that being in that town? Everyone's looking at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> you looted every building. I only looted three. Do you want to say more about that? Or is it ongoing um, character development that will There's a little bit of ongoing of, character development there. Yeah. I think there's, um, you know, you listen to the episode. I think Kaladin, I could be wrong. I think I did a good job helping give context at the end in that fireside chat as to why, what Kaladin's mental process is going through right now. I think the idea that honor is relative is striking very true for him. Mm. And he, and, you know, just the night before, you know, you saw Kaladin in previous inter- engagements where these two ran off to go steal something or go do something, Kaladin was like, gave the thumbs up, like, yeah, I'll take watch for you. And I think some of that is like trying to test the waters a little bit and trying to figure out what is honorable. Um, you know, Blake and Finn were raised in a way that somehow stealing is okay. So, okay, maybe that's, what does that feel like? Let's do that. Let's take and see what honor that brings inside me. How do I feel about that? Does it feel honorable? Is honor a feeling? Or is it relative? Is it based on your context? Uh, you know, Berg's sense of honor is very different than Kaladin's sense of honor, which is very different than everyone has their own sense of what is honorable. Mm-hmm. And with the fall of Wesleyhine, what I'm finding out about my father, who was the source of my knowledge of honor. I think his, his understanding of what is honorable is being questioned. And I'm leaning pretty heavily on Erdo, as you could tell from the conversation mm-hmm. at the end, mm-hmm. to help kind of figure that out. So I think there'll probably be more conversations like that. There'll also be more moments where Kaladin does stuff uh, where he's kind of testing the waters a little bit. Gotcha. Okay. So we have 
ethics, a hands-on approach. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. And a- as the character who played Arugula, the um, character that Kaladin... How, how would you frame what you... Like, pulled his desire to loot from... Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, back story on Arugula. Arugula just tried to steal from rich people to and like give it to poor people. So it was more of like a Robin Hood type character yeah, that nice was chaotic. Nice not guy. a nice not a nice guy. <laughs> like he, would, he did very stupid things. Like that's not a question. Um but the the context was always like around when there was injustice or if there was some sort of depravity between like the the haves and the have nots type deal. But mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was it's always fun seeing what how our characters play off of each other. Yeah. And I think what's interesting about that conversation with Erdo is I think, I'm not 100%, I think, Er, well, maybe he did say it in the last coffee break. I can't remember. Um, that Erdo's, uh, in his year of knowing, is trying to understand or form his sense of honor from Kaladin. Hmm. But Kaladin's sense of honor is in deceitful or upheaval. Hmm. And I just think that dialogue, how that continues and progresses, is going to be an interesting character development piece for both Erdo and Kaladin as time goes on. Did I, you said some stuff there that I don't know if it's, I don't know, like, did Finn grow up stealing? Like, was that a thing he did? No, he didn't grow up. He he started, you know, I would say after leaving Quillroth, he he kind of was training to to become a rogue and um learn to be stealthy and things like that so it wasn't something he grew up doing um it's just something i would say he's comfortable with doing but as you always see most of the times he takes something he's leaving something behind Mm -hmm. money or something but i think um, the same applies for like blake only he's like growing up was would take out of necessity right so it wasn't like a he didn't have all the luxury of being raised by somebody. So yeah. it was like, I need to take this bread to survive. It's a survival thing for him. And now that he doesn't have to take to survive, it's more of like, a that thing looks cool. I'm going to take that. And I already have this cool thing and put it back. So yeah. it's not like a... But the value of one cool thing for the other is pretty disparate. <laughs> so far. <laughs> I mean, so far. I mean, we'll see what happens. But... I don't. I, we don't know the value of those black cubes. So that, at the end of the day, I could have actually given them way more money. But mm. I will say, I don't think that this is an indication that Kaladin is becoming a thief. I don't. That's not what to take from it. I don't think. Mm. Okay. Um, he may. He may not steal again, but he may do other things that are questionable it, and it seem felt out of character. Like a knee-jerk reaction to something is what it felt like. Yeah. And it's weird too because I think about Kaladin stealing in any other situation. Like you take the um, when you guys and uh, Turek when Kaladin went into the stall, uh, it was at Thornyard, Thornyard the um, and you had to get the information. You know, Thalana was like, "Hey, we got to get this or whatever," and they caused a scene and you stole or whatever. Oh, that ledger. The ledger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah. <clears throat> that was I, I don't know why, but in the moment I was like, yeah. But the it was like the vulnerability of the moment of people losing their house. Uh, and the woman being like, oh, thank you, young man, you know, uh, and you like escort her out, do a lap around the house and go back in. But you know what I didn't steal? <clears throat> her pearls. Yeah. Just 
Just her money. <laughs> Just her money. <laughs> Just her life savings. And so I, I think it's like the mix between... If 26 gold was their life savings, then they were screwed anyways. It's a, it's a small town. It's more um, than... <laughs> It's the mix between knowing Kaladin's start of like nobility, mm-hmm. honor, integrity, mm-hmm. Wesleyanian royalty to a situation of vulnerable people uh, and like looting them in their moment of like weakness, like taking advantage of that, exploiting mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. That's the moment that for me, I was like, oh, this is so hard to like <laughs> continue to narrate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it. It's Kaladin's starting point that, you know. And then the the extremity of the but the world is very different situation. than when we started. Everything's changed <laughs> for sure. And if our characters aren't very different from when we started, mm-hmm. that seems incongruent with the way that the world has has been shaped uh, to this point. Yeah. And this is just part of Kaladin's mm-hmm. discovery process in the midst of that. Yeah, I'm glad you used that word. Yeah, it definitely seems like we're seeing him in process. Yeah, and just seeing that play out. So. I'm glad that we're letting it happen in some mm-hmm. regard. Yeah, know it. Yeah, we'll see how he. I don't know how he behaves in various situations. Yeah. What his interpretations yeah, are. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we'll see. I mean, I did. I wasn't planning on telling anybody. I think. I think. It's also going to be Blake's questioning. To do with the money. I did feel like oh. Blake's questioning in the moment was, uh, like, it was more like Derek knew that Kaladin was doing. So Blake pushed. The questioning, but mm. I was totally and was planning on just not saying anything to anybody. Gotcha. I, I, I all I said was, I'm glad Arugula's not here because he would have looted all these houses <laughs> <laughs> while I was having a beer. I think there's no which questioning. Is, which is not wrong. No, I which think it's not wrong. wrong. It's, it's not, not wrong. wrong. I think you. I think you asked, say, what, right? "What did you do? Where were you? Where have you been this whole time?" Mm-hmm. There was a few questions you asked pointedly, trying to get out of what I was doing. Sure. Yeah. I yeah. would. I only answered because. You asked pointed questions, and I wasn't going to lie to you because you're my friend. So, but I wasn't also planning on saying where I was. I was going to go sit down and have a beer. And and I wonder if it was if he asked those only because we were just in the town, like he was in that tavern, probably on his third or fourth beer. Yeah, (laughs) Anthony made a point like forty minutes. I said ten minutes for the first two and twenty minutes for the second one. So. Yeah, and I remember you making a point of just saying like, "Okay, you're doing this. this is going to take a long." Take right, a long and then we time. got back and it was like, "All right, where do we go?" We're like, "Well, Kaladin's not here. We gotta let's hang around yeah. and wait for Kaladin to show back up." We don't know where he is. There's a way in which we do that too. Like, if Blake has like his memory ripped open, you know, then we want to like bring that out. So Kaladin might be like, "You're sweating. What's going on?" And then <laughs> yeah. you know, it's yeah. a way to kind of like bring mm-hmm. that out or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So it's a common. I think it's. We'll just see in the future if how much stuff Kaladin does that is public versus private yeah. that he just like processes with Erdo or something like that. For sure. He's just got a lot of internal turmoil. He'll probably have some moments with Berg too, uh, to try to flush out Berg's sense of honor. Glad the, the people in the cart that we stole from didn't see us when we were <laughs> trying to bail. And then all oh, of a sudden yeah. Erdo and Berg were like, wait, what you, What do you mean you stole? Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's leave them a note. <laughs> we should leave them a note. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice way to get the party to move along as well. Cause... I mean, it was, you know, that's an outcome, but it was also just like a fun, you know, because oftentimes you steal from someone uh... and, then, and then you just as in, in a story or a narrative, you just kind of write it off. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, like if they're traveling, 
they're going the same direction. Mm-hmm. Why not run into the people that you just, mm. you know, so. That was an interesting tidbit. I wanted to bring it back. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. All right. Uh, one more thing I want to ask you guys about is uh, Igor. So you met a guy named Igor mm-hmm. on the road. <laughs> and uh, he recognizes you guys. Maybe specifically Blake. I don't know if, if it was targeted on Blake. But uh, yeah, what was your guys' reaction to being recognized? I, I think I remember, I remember Berg was just like, because I think the guy always was talking to Blake. Yeah. the whole time and it, maybe it was the beard maybe it was the whatever maybe it was the fact that he was shooting arrows mm-hmm. and hitting this thing from mm-hmm. like 600 or 500 feet away or whatever mm-hmm. um but i don't think berg ever thought of it as oh this guy is talking to me he always was like oh sh- shit the guy who doesn't want to be known mm-hmm. he's talking to him and he might kill him right now oh i see <laughs> Dif- diffuse yeah so i mean i, was, I didn't I say was ready. <laughs> i was ready to say I ready my bow or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the party I was, was, I was pretty close. I, I think I edge. was, I was, uh, I actually thought of something totally different. I think my thought was that this person was like a traveling, like assassin or something like that, Ooh. that was trying to lure Blake in, in with his like nice niceties that mm-hmm. he was doing and just like kind of making it seem like he was a fan, but he was really someone evil. Mm. Um, but I think Finn, <laughs> Finn's mind goes really dark. Wait, 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 for whatever reason. You know what, uh, Anthony? That what his comment just goes to show. You yep. should never be surprised when we don't trust somebody, like ever. Like don't don't ever be surprised. We just won't trust anybody. It's for... funny because I was just I was on a call with Campla long call uh, mm-hmm. earlier at la- or last week before Thanksgiving, and I was like, Campla plays Erdo. Yeah, Campla plays her, and um, and we were just talking about that very thing, like how sometimes it can feel like me versus you guys, mm-hmm. right? And that uh, I'm always out to get you, and there's always skepticism. But then I said to him, "Let's let's make a let's do a quick run through of NPC major NPCs: Taka, Elm, Fitz, Bitsy. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, do you, you want me to keep going? We'll go on one hand, the people that have not dicked you over and the people that were against you. I, I guarantee. I guarantee I'll need four arms in order to do this for the people that have not dicked you over. But I was just like, I don't know that there's precedence for people that have tried to like really do you guys dirty. But there's just that inerrant, like at this table, like no matter who you come in contact with, it's like Anthony's trying to get you. What's your angle? I'm to get yeah. you. But I'm like, it's not always true. Like I some, think for, it's not, for, I don't yeah. even think it's, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to go back to the, the like, Igor thing. Like it was very strange. I interpreted it as like the session after Blake spills his guts about like not wanting to be known, not wanting to be seen. Like if he finds out somebody knows him, he's got to kill him. The, all this stuff, right? And yeah. then the next session is like, oh, you're you're the guy with the I arrows. I know you. I know you. <laughs> I'm like, how? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, my my assumption of that battle was that we approached from the south or wherever we came from one side of the city, they were coming in from the other side of the city, or he helped people get out that side of the city. I don't know how he saw me from 600 feet away shooting arrows at this thing, mm-hmm. me specifically. Yeah. So it was like, this guy's using that battle it was sus. It was a little as sus. a way to get oh to who I am. The, the, you, so in some ways, I'm talking to Anthony right now, you've made your own bet on this, partially because you have thought through the world so Very well. thoroughly Very <laughs> and almost everything has always mattered. So oh, when you do, th- when you do things, 
that don't actually matter, we're going to always think it does. Yeah, good. I like that. So mm-hmm. it's just one of those things. Like, that's how you built the world. I, but, so but, but it, but it also means mean that you have to assume that it matters in a negative way towards you guys. Ooh. Right. Well, you know. <laughs> some, some things work out well. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I think in the end, Kaladin really trusted Thalonil. I don't think he had. I think Kaladin believed him. Even though he was bad for our party, Kaladin believed him. But it took a while to get there. Who? Thalonil. I don't know who you're talking Thanos. about. Thanos. Thanos. Oh, I've wiped him from my memory. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't go back to that. <laughs> this is we, why we, we won't run into him. Are our characters <laughs> optimists <laughs> or pessimists? <laughs> no, I'm going to go through some like inner healing uh, before we bring him back. I've, I've set up my counseling sessions. He, for... can, he yeah. can do healing word, too. He just has a turn. Can we just heal? Can we just do healing on you? Yeah, I'll, just I'll spending like a month just touching himself doing cure wounds. <laughs> cure wounds. <laughs> I think if that guy would have approached anybody else in the party, it would have played out completely different. Mm-hmm. But because he approached Blake and he said like four times, "Yes, <laughs> I know you. I know you. I know. I was like, I was like, this isn't good. This isn't good. <laughs> Say it again. Oh, no. Try, trying to play on. How Blake's... do I not kill? Do this you remember guy? I asked specifically, uh, kind of in the middle of that, I said, "What? Who are the other people?" I wanted yes, to make sure that yeah. those people weren't people who could fight with him mm-hmm. because I had a feeling that we were about to attack this oh, dude. Sure. And so I was like, well, uh, I need to gauge the circumstances here. <laughs> like Kaladin's like yeah. seeing the battlefield. Yeah, I mean, I have like a, you know, a light character concept for Igor. And as I thought about him, his values, his mission, what he does, like his adventures, Blake was the obvious. So... I didn't even think through the whole conversation before. It was just if Igor was to hire somebody in the group, who would it be? It's easily Blake mm. for who he is and what, how you know Igor's thinking. Uh, it just so happened that that triggered you. It was and <laughs> it was also funny that he tried to use the one thing that Blake doesn't actually care about. You, you couldn't possibly be making money with this group. Like I, I could offer you way more money. <laughs> like, like, I don't, I don't care. care. <laughs> All that did was trigger. That this guy wants to get paid, and if he finds out I have a hit on yeah, my head, yeah. he's going to try to get paid. Mm, yep. mm. That's all I got from that. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> who he I love was. I, love mm. I'll let you go. I'll, I'll uh, set the set the scene, and you guys can respond sure. to it. it. Yeah, it does <laughs> go to show that we respond out of who, what's going on with us, not necessarily really reading the other person. You know, where are you from? Uh, who are you? <laughs> who told you about us? Like none of those questions came up, right? So. Although Tucker, honestly, Tucker was, was Tucker was pretty dishonest for a while, so like that was like someone that we could try to like. Oh, it's Tucker. It's like we don't. What's going on? I feel on? like Throwback. he was dishonest the way the eleven-year-old boy uh-huh. are, are dishonest though. Like he's not going to just spill his life story to just like you guys wouldn't spill your life story to. I don't know story. that anyone would. Yeah, totally. You know, true, so true, yeah. it's like it's like that's. I'm just saying that's a good example of like yeah we can ask those questions. Dishonesty of or is we, it, we can ask like those questions. Oh. Just being careful, right? But yeah. we can ask those questions. Sure. It's not going to get us where we. I got you. to a point of trust. Like it's it's you know sure. we'll get what we get. You know, though, on how honestly, it was a moment where like if you wanted to go off with Igor, I would have been like, this is Blake's exit from the party. Wow. I would I would have let Blake run off and hunt relics with Igor. <laughs> I like mentally prepared myself for Blake to just I out. actually was worried about that because you were giving him a target. Yeah. And I'm like, yep. Uh so Cal like and, and while we were going through that I'm like 
I wonder how he would respond. He could be out here. Didn't, he could, didn't like we want to go back and kill Igor after yeah, we have afterwards. to? <laughs> afterwards. Afterwards, <laughs> yes. I, I and I think I would have been okay like, with that because I'm like, he almost took my friend away from me. Like I, I, I started <laughs> thinking like every, every travel scene is basically going to be like, we go forward seven hours, we backtrack five hours, <laughs> we clean up everything that we just did, we made back up, we go forward eight hours, we backtrack five to clean up. It's, like, it's just going to be this like two steps forward, one step back. How many exhaustion points can you take? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. How low can you go? Yeah, I, I was like, oh, okay. Um, no, I like the idea of Igor. I like him as a character. I thought he'd be fun to have as like something to do. Not for me, not for Blake. Yeah, that's fine. Be on I the didn't lookout. Think take it, but be on the lookout for possible one-off sessions that get recorded. Where there you go. Uh, yeah. y- Igor is the, He's the main <laughs> character. He's the driving character. I'm super excited for Jason to because he's playing with us next episode, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's gonna be fun to see what you drummed what, up with what him. an actual D and D player does. Right, right. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> that actually knows how to play the game, how they think through things. I can't wait to hear his thoughts. On what it was like to play with a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of Noobs. us. <laughs> Maybe we can phone him in on the next coffee break. <laughs> be fun. That would yeah, be good. Our but yeah, conversations have been, you know, I'm like, all right, so you know, this is your character. This is what you know. This is your goals. Whatever. I was like, but honestly, man, prepare for them to just talk for 45 minutes because, <laughs> like, we might need to cut this scene out or kind of expedite over here or something like that. You know. <laughs> I was like, you don't know what they're gonna do. Truly. Yeah. And that's the beauty of the indeed. We'll start that session at 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> but she's coming from the central time zone, so mm. even Ooh. better. Yeah. So <laughs> he, he's got kids, so he knows what it's like. He does. He has a lot of kids. Oof. But that'll be that will be fun. Have a little little extra person in the mix. Thecriticalrole.com. Go check it out. The critical dice. The yeah. critical dice. <laughs> the critical dice. Because I just did a testimonial for his new coaching. Oh, thing. I know you nice. did. Yeah, <laughs> First Ooh. thing I thought when I saw the your face on there, I'm like, oh, he trimmed his beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gold. Yeah. What'd, what'd you say? I said the first thing I noticed. I was telling them, I was like, hey, did you see Anthony trimmed his beard before? He's got this little dragon cookie cutter nice from my endless bag critical dice from the endless wow bag. Yeah, oh really yeah. that XL. came in the yeah it was this and Yo, a little fire. i have another little trinket in here let's see it all the dragon sugar cookies show me your trinket that scott's gonna make for mm, us can we see trinket. the dice yeah we need to we need to whip the dice out it's, when they're uh, just normal oh, size. just whip them out they're not they're not uh they're normal size uh, oh you just got did you get two XL sets bag? I got the XL back. Ooh, that's a really cool High combo. Of I know. Was it two sets of dice, or one? One set. One set. Yeah, I'm trying to find the little. Where's the little? Wait. Thing? So what makes it XL? What's that? What's that? You it get a comes with the, So this comes with. This is like the. You normal, get more things. But this is like the. I got this additional. Nice. Yeah. Perfect for the holidays. Bonus. Often when Jason and I talk, he's bagging all those up. Yeah. <laughs> it oh, says cool. uh, misadventure. Misadventures await. Is it a pin? What is it? It's a pin. It's yeah, a yeah, yeah. That's cool. I like it. That's dope. Did you have any more questions for us from this? That episode? is all. That's I'm it? looking forward to see what happens in Quillroth and what Jason brings to Oof. this game. Good God. Stay tuned. Great Scott. Can't wait. Gotta be fun. This has been Coffee Break. This episode has been brought to you by the Eldenfeld Life Alert Company. Are you older? Has your town recently been destroyed by a monster? 
Is there a good-looking man right outside your door? Are you worried about getting stolen from? Well, sign up today for our Life Alert monitoring system. The ruby hangs right around your neck and help is just a touch away.